And now it's time for distraction. They would have called it good material, but it's not. Um, I'm sort of a master of distraction. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Yes! Now this is what I imagined. And welcome back to a distraction for all the people that were with us last week. We want to apologize right away because we had some angry people in the audience. Uh, one, one for our guest rankings and one for uh, some bad audio. So, you know, we're, I'm making a statement right now, you know, state of the union uh, or whatever you want to call it. We are. We apologize. And this episode will be at least 10 times better. Right, Jordan? Hopefully. Yeah, that was my fault. <laughs> I was trying to make the audio better. And of course, I can't hear it back while recording it so as bad as it was for you guys to listen to just think of how much work i went through just to get it to sound that bad in post it sounded way worse before i started editing that is true we are not perfect as you can tell um it's not all of us though we're a team jordan we fall as one we we rise as one yes as the great someone said that maybe i said it first you can quote you knew the instagram quote for that <laughs> good thanks i always like those <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, we got a special episode. We have the actual wife on this episode. Our wife. Hey guys. She was actually says this is not her first appearance. Now it's her second appearance. She seems to come around when we talk romantic stuff like the Bachelor or rom coms. So she's on for that reason. And then we got some news. We got that'll be our discussion on the rom coms. And then we have a weekly wager at the end. So let's jump right into it. What's our notes? Notes from our wife. Live edition. Yeah, live. Since I'm here. Tonight, um, I'll give it myself. First, I was going to say my note was that the audio was not so good and there was a lot of echoing. Um, And then the second part was you guys had me so hyped up for your ranking of your co-hosts. The whole episode, I was so excited to hear who was number one and who was last place. And I was like giggling to myself thinking like, oh, I wonder who it's going to be. And then I got through the whole podcast and looked down at my phone and was like, wait, they didn't do the ranking. I was really, really upset about that. Well, maybe you can help us put it together this week. (laughs) You ready to name the who's in last place? No, I don't want to be the person who's the jerk. (laughs) I just wanted to hear you guys be the jerks. Uh, Oh, I see how it is. You're not willing to take the bullet with us. No. Yeah, I don't want to put in this episode. We got a lot of news to cover, so maybe next week we'll get to it, depending. So... Another special week, uh, next week, too, we were going to be talking a full Oscars episode with my sister, Haley, who is a movie nerd and knows the ins and outs of the movie industry pretty much. So she'll be fun for that. But for now, we're talking rom-coms and getting romantic with uh, Jordan Sabrina Why third wheel it. I'm excited. Yeah, this is perfect also, <laughs> considering it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, well, welcome to our Valentine's Day celebration, Tim. Woo-hoo. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. An honor. Do you have any more notes from wife before we move on? That was the only one? Nope, that was it. Wow, okay, nice and simple. It's getting simpler. I mean, the last episode was really good. I really enjoyed it, except for the cliffhanger of not knowing (laughs) your ratings. And hearing hearing me twice. Yeah, I had like three people text me like saying, what what happened? I want to know where I am. (laughs) My favorite guest of all time is going to be Jerome from MasterChef, if I ever do land that. 
Um, you got to nail them first there, buddy. You got to nail them first, yeah. But uh, I actually just got lazy and just never emailed back his, like, producer. Because, like, the producer said it was okay and they okayed it. They just needed me, they needed me to, uh, like, tell me the questions they're going to ask. And I'm like, that's a lot of work. I didn't want to do that. No way. Yeah, I, I got, like, through two people. I had to go through two of his, like, uh, his people, his team, to get through, like, the interview. And they just told me, like, what are the questions you're going to ask him, blah, blah. And I just never responded to it. Who is this? This is the Master Chef winner from last season. Oh my gosh! Why didn't you go further? You could have sent it to oh, me and Jordan. That's true. Do I, I need I'll, to write I'll your questions? I've never I, seen the I'll show. Go. Yeah. No, I got. I got questions. I. I got it. So I'll figure. <laughs> he's a teach. He's a. He's a teacher too. So he fits right into the show. Nice. Yeah. So all right, let's jump into the ads. Let's get to the news and let's go from there. And now it's time for news. Of course, no one can see this news program, so it doesn't really matter what we say. And we're not talking about Huey Lewis in the news. But I think Huey has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. We're talking about facts. You can't handle the truth. All right, and we got kind of a lot of news this week. I was trying to put together all this stuff uh, as the week went on. I was like, man, this week is really slow. And then it picked up like crazy. Uh, we had a ton of trailers drop, a bunch of different uh, TV show news. So we're going to have a lot of pass or play here. Hopefully you guys don't want to talk about everything. Otherwise, we'll be here a while. So first topic, uh, let's start with one of the more recent trailers that just came out. Frozen 2. Do you guys want to pass or play? Play. I want to play, but I got an idea for an add-on segment, or like add an option. We should either be able to pass, play, or rewind, or not rewind, fast forward, which means you talk about it really fast, and then let's get on to the next subject. I totally I like agree, because there's a lot of things that I have one or two things to say about. So I like the fast forward option, if we get there. How about that? For this one? For that, 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 I would just add on completely. Okay. Call it pass, play, or fast forward. I like it. Pass, play, fast forward. Which one, want, what are you doing with this one? I fast forward. Think- Okay, you go first, wifey. So I think that Frozen 2 is a highly anticipated movie, even for all those people who don't like Frozen because the soundtrack and it was overplayed. I think that this movie, it left on an interesting note, and I don't know what to expect for this. The trailer was really good, and... It didn't give too much away. Which it seemed dark. It did seem dark, which was interesting. But I think that for Frozen, the first one was a little dark. I mean, the sister yeah, was... Yeah, as it went on. <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little darker of a concept. But this one seemed like overly dark. And I wonder if part of this is because there was such a large gap between the two movies. Like, it took a while for them to come out with the sequel. Yeah. So are they trying to say that, okay, most of our major audience has grown up by... What is the difference? Four years? I think it's been about four years, so they need to make maybe a more mature movie. So it's got that toy, that toy Story feel. Like, you know how Toy Story kind of developed into, like, their teenage years and kind of... And then got to their, when Toy Story 3 came out, it was all about the audience that they were going to as cho- as children, and now they kind of grew up with that. So it's kind of the same... Uh, no, yeah, that's a great point. Theme. Yeah. And I do wonder about this movie, because they didn't show very much in the trailer, if it will pick up like where it left off they're the same age or will it yeah, they didn't be look four much years older. later will olaf not be as childish will he be a little more mature hmm. um and then another question that as i was doing research kept coming up was will elsa have a love interest 
Um, will it be another female? Which uh, there was a lot of petitions about. Well, there was. Yeah. So Adina Mazel even mentioned you did that, that better she... than Travolta. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, she mentioned that she loves the idea of Elsa having a female love interest, and I think it's only due time before Disney goes that direction. Yeah, we haven't had a princess yet that's not Same. heterosexual. Yeah, and I wonder if this is the movie Disney will do it with. I had a quick thought, just uh, going back a little bit, uh, rewinding, rewinding, as you would say in the movie business. Uh, you said the the soundtrack got like obviously you said you said it was like people didn't like it because of soundtrack. I never seen the movie, but I loved like the songs that came out of it. Like this, the Let It Snow song is a classic. I thought. I Even agree. Though Let It Snow is a classic, <laughs> but Let It Go is actually from this movie. So I agree, but I think that by like a year and a half later, people were overhearing it. There are so many people like, that. We're, like, look at Christmas songs. Everyone plays the same Christmas songs over and over again every year. When it snows out, play that song every year. I'm cool with it. It's a good song. It's catchy. I agree. I think it's like an anthem. <laughs> like you just want to belt it out. <laughs> but to be fair, I don't want it to ever snow. I just like the song more than anything. <laughs> Let it go, Tim. Okay, fine. Let's let's get out of frozen. <laughs> okay, let's move on. All right. Um. So onto another trailer. I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at this, but it dropped uh, mid-Wednesday. It's called Ma, and it, it's a horror film starring Octavia Spencer. Pass or play? I'm going to fast forward. I'll fast forward as well. Okay. You got any thoughts on this? Yes, I, I do. So I just watched the trailer uh, five minutes ago, and I was into it because she plays such the great Ma character, like the kind of nice homey mom and like and stuff like that but it's almost that cringeworthiness where like it's awkward because she's a stalker type person in this film and those kind of movies always kind of like make you like Ugh, like i don't want to like watch it really because they so cringeworthy the stalkerness of it but it looks all right i'm giving like a you know a popcorn and a pop to this movie <laughs> so when part. i watched the trailer i got kind of a american horror story voodoo like new orleans and that voodoo stuff freaks me out, and I do not want to watch this movie at all. I'm a little disappointed that she's in this film because she's such a great actress. Everything she does, she just is amazing in. But at the same time, she may deliver one of the better villain performances maybe we've seen. Like, this could be this year's split, where you're just encapsulated by like her performance and the craziness that like she brings to the table. I know I really emphasized that one um a little distracted trying to keep my cat from meowing because no no one can watch him tonight (laughs) um I do think they gave too much away in the trailer I agree oh yeah the whole flip was in there yeah also we got to take if we if we do use the fast forward button we got to like I know (laughs) yeah we got to like put a timer on it yeah on our fast forward yeah okay Tim's TV time talk I thought that was good though it fast trailer was too long Octavia Spencer, good, but maybe not the best movie to see. So, we got one more trailer to talk about. There were several others, but we're not going to get into all of them. There was a trailer for Tolkien, um, which came out earlier this week. It is a biopic about the author of Lord of the Rings. Pass or play? Fast forward. Pass. (laughs) You got anything to say about this? I know you're a big Lord of the Rings fan. I just was wondering if this is going to be a dark version of the Christopher Robin. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, no, I think it's really just about him 
taking his struggles with being a war veteran and putting them into his creative work. Got it. All right. Is that fast forwarded enough for you? Perfect. <laughs> All right. Going to move on to, oh, God, how could I forget this one? We got one more trailer. Aladdin. And, yes. And this yeah. is the trailer that everybody's talking about. We got the new Aladdin trailer. And Tim, I need to know your thoughts because this became the biggest meme on the internet this week. And we Will all Smith? know that you're into that. Yep, I love a good Will Smith genie. It was very weird. It's still a <laughs> frame of it. It's still a little, you know, shocking, I guess. And I'm looking at the picture now and it's still like, it's just, it's weird. It's just very weird. They obviously have the whole connection to, um, what's his, I oh got, I just watched Arrested Development. What's his name in Arrested Development? Who? The guy who dresses up in is blue. Oh, <laughs> Tobias. <laughs> Tobias. Yeah, Tobias dresses up in blue. That's what they've been comparing him to on Twitter. Yes. That's the memes going around. So it's been pretty good. Very weird, but I mean, it's Will Smith. He, I don't know. He's, he make he can make fun of himself. That's why I like it. It looks just like a terrible Photoshop job that's moving. I think he has really big shoes to fill trying to be the genie that Robin Williams was. Yeah, but he's never going to come close. Yeah, exactly. And after I watched the trailer a second time, it did seem to not look as cheesy. Really? I think you were just like, you well, were bracing for impact. The, the genie time. looks cheesy, but and I didn't like how Jafar didn't sound as dark. And right. Deep. He doesn't sound menacing. He just sounds like, go fetch me that lamp. Yeah, that's that, <laughs> I was I wasn't even sure that that was Jafar because he sounded so nice. Yeah. Like, where is the <laughs> Jafar had that classic menacing scar style voice in the cartoon version. I think that there'll be better parts when they're in town. And the parts that I saw with Jasmine and Raja. Yeah, I'm just disappointed because this is the same studio that's bringing like the Lion King and brought us, you know, all this other stuff that looks so fantastic. And then you're seeing like just that one scene with like Aladdin with the uh, all the fire and the lava beneath him. That looked so terrible. That looked like a Disney movie, like a Disney TV movie, Disney yeah, Channel. Okay. I'll tell you this for going back on Will Smith and the genie. I thought it was a great PR move by Aladdin. So they first released the picture of like Will Smith being a genie and like, okay, that's that. Now they released him in the trailer. Just imagine if you went to the theater, not knowing what Will Smith looked like as a genie and saw that you'd be like, you'd be shocked. Now the shock factor is gone. You can go see the movie without that real shock factor and know what to expect from the movie. Yeah. So I think that's a good move overall. It's a good move to cover up the fact that like it looks terrible. Also, do you yeah. think Disney has enough time to change things based off of the feedback? No, uh, it's too late. They could, but the amount of money they've probably already poured into it, they're not going to redo it. It's just that's what they wanted it to be. And maybe once you see more context or you see them in different areas, maybe it won't look quite as bad. But that just didn't look good. And a lot of the times when you see trailers, like they're not all the way done with the special effects. Um, those go up until almost release. But this one... You could tell that little snippet they put out there. I, I don't see it changing much. All right. Now we're done with trailers, thankfully. We'll move on to a TV series that i am got mixed feelings about. Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese are set to produce a TV series on Hulu based on the novel Devil in the White City. Pass or play? This is a fast forward one probably for me. Yeah, fast forward. 
Oh, I want to play this one. I've read this book. This is a uh, uh, book reader over here. Nerd. All right. I listen to it since my wife gets mad at me when I don't say that I listen to a book versus read a book. I still think it's the same thing. Fun fact, um, before Audible was a thing, and I, I used to, like, in middle school and, like, elementary school, I would have my mom read read to me for, like, scary books, and I would actually get scared while she read me the book. So my mom was <laughs> the, the Audible before Audible came out. Mom sounds like a good reader. She was. I was, I was like, scared. It was It was by uh, Betsy Byers called The Dark Stairs, if you wanted to, Ooh. you know, give it a read. Sounds dark. All right. So why I'm a little disappointed in this news is this was – a movie that was in Leonardo DiCaprio's hands for years. Uh, I think at least since 2012, it's been in his possession, the rights to make a movie with this. I thought around four years. Yeah, yeah. so four years. So um, he was supposed to make a movie based on this novel. And so I'm a little, I was really looking forward to seeing him in star in the movie. So now that this is a Hulu series, I'm not quite sure you're going to see him act in it at all, which is disappointing because I think both of these roles, um, both the lead roles would have offered him a great opportunity in, uh, to act. Um, but I think having it as a TV series allows the characters to actually get flushed out where I would imagine if it was a you know two hour movie, you're not going to get one of the characters is really probably just going to disappear from the movie altogether. And yeah, that would have been disappointing. Yeah, I uh, zoned you out for a second there. So my <laughs> thing on this, I I love the fact that he had it for four years for the script. It seemed like a kind of an entourage episode where like Turtle like lost a script and they found it in the basement. Like we need to do this, you know, TV series or whatever the Hulu series, and they end up doing it because of that and stuff like that. So that's, yeah. that's all I was thinking about entourage. Bring it so, back for the. My thought on this movie was when I first read your note or your news on it was there's no one more fitting to play H.H. Holmes other than Leonardo DiCaprio. And then when you told me that he's just producing, I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch this. Hmm. Well, I'm going to watch it. You're probably going to be in the same room, so you're going to watch it. All right. (laughs) Move on to another uh, TV series. Uh, This one is being pitched. It's not set, but it's got me very excited. Uh, I do know that our co-host and the voice of distraction podcast is over the moon about this news mcgruber is being pitched to several different tv networks it was confirmed by the original creator of the movie as well as will forte um, that the original cast would come back uh to do a tv series based on the character mcgruber pass or play yes or fast or fast forward or fast forward. I will, I will play. All right. Well, thanks for giving me the option, but we're playing. <laughs> yeah, so I am all in for this. I We did talk to some friends about this, knowing that we all are big MacGruber fans, the movie. Um, it's hard for a TV series to keep going with this kind of humor, but I'm all for Will Forte. I was kind of against Last Man on Earth when it first started, and it ended up being a good TV show, which unfortunately got canceled. It should have come back. Bring it back, please. Um, so I'm here for it. I love Will Forte. I love McGruber. Let's bring it on. Yeah, I think there's plenty of jokes you could pull from. I, the character itself is obnoxious, but I would tune in to watch that for a half hour every week. It's the same thing as Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Everyone's like, all right, we talked about this already on like a past episode. It's yeah. like you get this goofy dude and you're like, it can't last. And then it does last. You're like, okay, well, like, 
I should have let it get a chance. Yeah. So I think this show will get canceled fast. I'm not oh. a MacGruber fan. But I think that there's only so many shows that can be successful with that kind of humor. And It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is, I guess, the one I think, too, that has kind of similar humor uh, that is successful. Maybe. Okay. It's, it's a little different, but can I, I see re- your point. I want to rebuttal. So there was a guy from America's Got Talent that uh, got kicked in the nuts all the time, and that's a, that was his talent, and he ended up getting six episodes on MTV. Uh, so that show can last six episodes, but Gruber can last at least 12, double that. But yeah. I just think it'll get canceled after the first or second season. You just don't like the movie. So you're just, I don't. you're already, Great movie. have a negative mindset toward it. But I feel like if you get, you're going to pitch that Will Forte and Kristen Wiig are going to star in a TV series, you're going to buy it. I would. If you get Kristen Wiig back, like, yeah. You're going to have a, probably a bunch of other SNL cast stars that pop up and I don't know. I'm really looking forward to it. I know 30 Rock, when it was on, had a lot of SNL characters in and out and just was a great show. I can only imagine that this would be, could go on as long. All right. All right. I'm I'm getting the look. It's a cringe. Only time will tell. All right. So we'll move on. Breaking Bad uh, is going to come out with a movie. Um, We finally got some more details as to what that is. And it is going to be a sequel that will follow Jesse Pinkman and it's going to show up on Netflix as well as AMC pass or play yeah bitch yeah bitch magnets yeah, magnets oh <laughs> so yeah all in for this again uh Jesse Pinkman's character is fantastic and I, I think the movie idea was great not to like try to extend it out for a series like Better Call Saul, even though I've heard, you know, good reviews on that. Like, obviously, Danny Football didn't like it as much. But other than that, I, th- I think it has got some good reviews and it kind of lived up to what it could be. Um, a movie, it's simple, hour and a half, you know, get a good ending for it for Jesse Pinkman and see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm a little mixed. I, I kind of like the way it ended. But as long as it's a sequel, not like a prequel it would be interested to see what he does with the chance that he was afforded to him. Um, I think it could be pretty good. I loved Aaron Paul and that character. So I'm all for it. Yep. Any thoughts? I've never seen Breaking Bad, so I can't contribute. Oh, yeah. She's off the podcast. Okay, moving on. Uh, last bit of news here. Chris Evans will be teaming up with Antoine Fukunawa who was the director of The Equalizer and The Magnificent Seven um, in a sci-fi movie called Infinite. Pass or play? Pass. Pass. Now I'm going to pass to you. All right, so that's all we got for news. So we're going to Tim's TV talk time. Said it right the first time. And I actually will do it. I wasn't really prepared for it again, but I found someone like last second that I was kind of scrolling across TV. So we can start the timer if you want to, Jordan. All right, let's kick it off. TV, a beautiful distraction from the certainty of death. Okay, so as I'm watching TV, um, usually on hungover days, usually on days where I'm just really bored, which are a lot of days. So the most underrated thing I see on TV all the time is the the TV movies. So if you know, you know. It's like Bridesmaid. Wolf of Wall Street, Joe Dirt, those kind of movies make TV great, which is weird TV and movies, but blah, blah. But that's 
like well, I hope we do an episode on the most on on the best TV movies because there is a listing and you know what they are when you see them. But I want that to be on the record that most underrated thing on TV is movies. Hmm. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> are you done? No, you were under time. Uh, good, good romantic segment. You had seven <laughs> seconds to spare. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just a thought on the spot. So there might be more underrated things on TV that I don't know about. But this came to my mind at first. Like, if you see a good movie on TV, it can make your night that better. Like, all right, like, I get home at 7.30, watch Bridesmaid for a couple hours, and then watch another one maybe. Who knows? No, I, I think that's a good good thought. Uh, there's... You don't have that weight of like I bought a ticket to go see this movie or I rented it and I paid money to see it. If it's just on TV, you might be a little bit more favorable to the movie as well. Like I'll, I'll watch like a cruddy action movie on TV. If yeah, it's on TV. but it's free. You're like, all right. It, it's always a perk when it starts at like 730 and not 930. Because yeah. you got to go to bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, well, yeah, like Bridesmaid is always on TV, and I always tend to watch it. It's a good choice. I it'll be announced later too. Yeah, it'll be uh, on the discussion soon too. <laughs> Should we just get right into that now? I think it was a good segment. I didn't mean to do that. Segway or segment? Segway. Segway. <laughs> it could be. A, it's a segment also, so it I is? guess we're doing a little bit of segment segways. Tim both were great. Thank you. All right, so, so our discussion this week. Is rom coms. Let's give them something to talk about. How about love? Love, 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 love The word rom com, it's a it's a great like double like I guess we can call it a compound word. It's not really one word, but rom com is just the perfect like little you know cool way to explain. Like I'm watching a rom com tonight. Is that really ever like a cool thing people say? Like I'm watching a rom com. <laughs> well, at least I mean, not for a dude. <laughs> traditionally it, it sounds cool though yeah now's and, the time of year to watch them so i think there's to start a little bit of a debate on what we consider rom-com yes mm-hmm. agreed and i think we can start there let's define okay. what a rom-com is i also want to say too as in my as in my notes from tim uh that like that one thing we talked about a week or two ago it was like an event movie yeah, Remember Jordan. So like yeah. that's like, it's the same film. thing. Like it's it's such a vague topic where like anything could be a rom com if you really put your mind to it. Right. I got a a, a submission for we did a uh, poll on Instagram. What's your favorite rom com? And somebody put Draft Day in there. And I'm like, yeah, that's really funny because it's an inside joke between me and him with Draft Day being such a terrible movie, and he put that that was his favorite rom com, <laughs> and. At the end of the day, I'm thinking about it. A lot of it is romance between Kevin Costner and Jennifer Gardner. So he's not completely wrong that it could be considered a rom-com. But like, that's why you need really to define some rules there. Yeah, especially with a podcast with no rules. It's going to be very tough to control. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think. Draft day would fit under the rom com. No, I think though. the. <laughs> I think yeah, I don't either. I wholeheartedly don't believe it should. I think, I think personally, a rom com. The romance and the relationship should be, be the focal. The focal point of the movie. Completely. It shouldn't be some other aspect of a job or life or anything else like that. It should be about the relationship first. Like the whole thing should be centered on the relationship. 
I agree. And I think that rom-coms, in my opinion, consist of a movie that is happy-go-lucky with romance. See, I don't think it always has to be happy-go-lucky. I think that it has to... But then that gets into the drama-romance No, category. but I think that it should end on a on a happy, positive note. Like, there should be some sort of, like, love is... You yeah, know, I think that there's going to be dramatic parts obtainable. that are sad or there's there has to always be like the high and low point of right. a movie. But I think that so we're so I'm going to go right into it. Jordan's talking about 500 Days of a Summer because that's his favorite movie. And he me and him have debating that it is a rom-com versus not a rom-com. I think it's more of a dramatic romance. I don't think that it's... I don't consider it a rom-com I personally. just don't think you get the humor. Maybe I don't. <laughs> but that's where our debate on what is a rom-com and what consists of a rom-com and what does not comes in. The other aspect of it is you're usually... The spoiler alert for pretty much all these movies we're going to go into here. Um, with 500 Days of Summer, Tim, I'm not sure if you've seen it. it Some of it. Um, it doesn't end up the way that you think it will, which I think throws many people and you're seeing different perspectives. Um, but you're a lot of people miss the main point with the film that the main character is projecting onto somebody and you're, you get to go back and you get to rewatch a scene from another angle, or you get to see a little bit more of the scene because you see her side of it. And it's not exactly how he made it, but he's the narrator. He's untrustworthy. And, you know, I pull a lot of humor from it. So can I, I have, I have a scene from the movie that I remember, but I'm hoping it's the right movie. They're like in a uh, furniture store, like an Ikea and they're yep. kind of like doing stuff together. I don't know what they're doing, but that's the scene I remember. Yeah. I mean, that's a really great, I love that scene. Um, I just don't consider that a rom-com because I don't leave it feeling happy. There is a happy ending. I don't know. From what I remember from the movie, I don't it's a happy feeling ending. happy. It is different from your traditional film, but there is definitely a happy ending to the film. Can I explain? Can I do the definition from Urban Dictionary really quick? Yes. Yes. So it's a chick flick with, with a romantic plot with light comedy, usually starring Meg Ryan or Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, so, we literally spent the last two nights Meg watching Ryan. Meg Ryan. <laughs> so yeah they're pretty much right on right on the the head with that one and that's exactly what, to me what a rom-com is and the reason that i enjoy rom-coms so much is it's my go-to movie when i want to feel happy sure but or cry yeah yeah like most of most There's, rom-coms i will cry but most of um, them are like comfort food they're like it's coming back to, food. you know, a bowl of ice cream on a tough day. It's Jordan, I love it. You're using, that's like a Tim analogy right there. <laughs> I stole it. I did steal it. I'm not going to say that I came up with this. I watched um, a video uh, by Vanity Fair where they took, I think it was 79 different rom-coms, the highest rated rom-coms, uh, and they kind of broke them down. And I stole it from that. There's a lot of cool stats me and Serena pulled from that video that we'll we'll dive into in a little bit, but I can't take full credit for that. So now That's that we have important. Urban Dictionary's definition set, <laughs> let's talk about why rom-coms aren't popular and 
movie theaters anymore. Yeah. I mean, because one of the stats that they did pull was in the mid-2000s, uh, rom-coms made up about 7% of the U.S. Uh, box office every year annually. And now it is under 1%. So let me ask, Tim, do you like rom-coms? I do. After like looking at the list, because like, I wasn't sure what defines a rom-com and I looked at like, a top 150 list, I do like rom-coms. Like some of them are a little too cheesy for me. I, I don't like that super cheesy, but I do like the general idea of a rom-com. Jordan, do you like rom-coms? Again, that's a loaded question. So, <laughs> I'm saying, like, there's so many different genres of rom-com inside of itself. I think there was a phase where rom-coms became so cookie cutter that it ruined the genre, which is why it went away. And those are the ones that stuck with me for the longest time when I said I don't like rom-coms is because I was watching, you know, these Katherine Heigl movies and I was like, I'm out. I don't like this. But when you really go back and you watch some of the classics, some of the good ones, um, or even films that you didn't really realize were considered technically a rom-com, you know, you realize there's a lot of great films that are fun to watch that are rom-coms. And I consider two of my favorite movies of all time rom-coms. So, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, I love rom-coms. They're my favorite genre. It, if I'm looking for something Netflix to watch, I'll automatically pick a romantic comedy. But if you were to show me a trailer for a new rom-com coming out that had, let's say, Rebel Wilson and some other actor, I would not pay to go see it. No. I I wouldn't pay to go see a rom-com because I think Netflix has so many good options and there's so many good ones you can rewatch. I will say that you did want to go see Crazy Rich Asians. I did, but we didn't. We didn't, but we ended up up renting it and and it was really good. The other interesting thing about... Oh, Tim, have you seen Crazy Rich Asians? So this is part of the segment I had. Oh. This, This segment is called, Is It Really a Good Movie or Not? And so... There were some movies that I put on this list, and one of them was Crazy Rich Asians. Is it a good movie or not? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I mean, it really does follow the cookie cutter because there's always the arc, right? It's these two people. It skips the meet cute, which is pretty standard in a rom-com is there's a cute way that two people come together. Um, yep. It kind of skips that, but it gets right into like, you know, there's something that was being Obstacle. hidden from one of the other characters. Uh then there's an obstacle that happens. One of the characters then leaves upon their choice. They're just like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Uh, another character does some sort of grand gesture, and then they bend up back together in the end. Okay. So my second one, uh, The Big Sick. Is it that good? Or is it good? Oh, I, I love The Big Sick. I think you fell asleep I twice. I fell asleep, but it's rated one of the highest rom-coms that's why i said i looked at it, i'm like that's rated very very high I'm yeah like, I'm i tried to get her to watch it she wouldn't watch it with me i watched it alone and i was like this is as good as advertised you need to watch it then we tried to watch it again and she fell asleep in it so hmm. do you think it's a top five rom-com of all time uh <laughs> i don't Nine know years. no probably not not okay. not top five that's fair. Nor with Crazy uh, Rich Asians either. And then my, then my last one of is that good segment is uh, when Harry met Sally. Is it is it that good? 
Yeah, it was really good. It was better than I thought it would be. It was a little different than I thought it would be. Um, Because we just watched it recently. Honestly, I probably have seen it before, but I did not remember it at all. So we watched it last night, and it was, or two nights ago, and it was pretty good. Okay. So I Uh, really liked When Harry Met Sally, because it wasn't, I didn't think it fit your standard rom-com. I I don't know how much you know about it, Tim. Nothing. But they are, they're basically friends the whole movie, and... It starts out with Harry telling Sally that you can't be friends with an attractive woman. They're no, always any woman. with any woman, sorry. But there'll always be because of attraction a problem that comes in as far as sex goes. And I think that anyone trying to date now could watch this movie and actually really relate to it and how they go about talking about their dating lives and the things that they're coming across. That's, that's a good description. Okay. I don't know if I was watching unless Jordan makes me bet it, but I, that was a very good description. Um, so I guess we can – that was the end of my segment. So the one th- movie I wanted to suge- – not suggest, but uh, say I haven't watched yet, but I love the idea of the movie is Chocolat because it reminds me of uh, that movie with uh, Jason Segel and uh, Paul Rudd. Man- is it Man's Best Friend? No, it's I Love You, Man. I Love, I love You, Man. You. Yeah, it's called it Chocolate with Johnny Depp. Yeah, what a great what a great line in that movie. It was fantastic how it like all like kind of circled all around it to the end too. And for the record, I saw Chocolate. Just delightful. Yeah. <laughs> so that was I just wanted to mention that for that reason alone. Right. So um do you have a favorite rom com, Tim? So I do, and I'm I think I'm taking the dude approach to this. Um because the mo- the movie that stuck out the two movies that stuck out to me were like ones I didn't know were called rom were actually rom coms because like I'm like okay like that makes sense now I guess they are romantic comedies but yeah forgetting Sarah Marshall and exactly Wedding yep because like those are on the outside I'm like I wouldn't call it a rom com myself but then you think about it and like okay this fits the bill so forgetting Sarah Marshall like Wedding Crashers like uh, I don't want to name them all like Forty Old Virgin kind of like the guy list of romantic comedies if we're gonna go that I route love right those too yeah it's not really a guy route it's just like the more unobvious answer to pick when you're choosing a rom-com you're thinking like more of a notebook and more of a uh, stereotypical choice for a rom-com when i'm thinking about it see i don't think notebook is a rom-com i guess i guess we're just, okay that's a romantic <laughs> sorry i yeah i jumped i jumped the line you know what i mean some some very uh <laughs> cross the line <laughs> yeah but yeah. i think your choices are all really great choices that's what i was forgetting sarah marshall is what i was referring to earlier is like that's in my top five movies. Like, I love that movie and I love 500 Days of Summer, but I didn't really consider either one of them rom-coms until I really had to put a label on it. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm in the same boat. And yours? So, my, I'll go through my favorites real Ooh, quick. Okay. I'll oh, really yeah. focus hey, on Brent. my top first. But just to go through my, I'm going to tell you my top five. Um, I, rom-coms to me are like comfort food. And so what I think of as my favorite are like nineties nostalgia rom-coms. And my number one is my best friend's wedding. 10 things I hate about you. Clueless, the wedding singer and never been kissed. Um, so my best friend's wedding is by far my top favorite. It is my go-to anytime I'm feeling sad or I just need me time. 
Um, for any of you that don't know, I had a career in weddings before. I think that that was a huge reason. But you liked this when you were a child. Oh, yeah. Like, I watched the, all of these with my mom growing up. It's just so much nostalgia. So, in that, that's not a happy ending. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It, I mean, it is, but, but it isn't. But you tried to argue with me that, like, 500 Days of Summer there wasn't is, one because it didn't have a happy ending. There is ending. a happy ending, though. It's just, so I think my, my best friend's wedding. In the same way that 500 Days of Summer has a happy ending. I guess it's similar, yes. It's personal growth. Personal growth, but like you do end up seeing the couple that's supposed to be together together. Right. My best friend's Which wedding is, the same is just. Thing with 500 days. Hey, guys, it's Valentine's Day Eve. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> My best friend's <laughs> wedding is interesting to me as a rom com because the whole time you're cheering for Julia Roberts, and she's not supposed to be, like, she's the bad yeah, guy. She really is the villain of the story. And but you still want her to be with Michael, and you're cheering for her. So I think now as an as an adult, when I think back to as a child watching this, I wanted Michael and Jules to be together so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I would say that the two other things I remember the most while watching my best friend's wedding and why is my favorite movie is the soundtrack. Um, the two songs that stick out are "Wishing" and "Hoping." which is the opening song. And me and my sister would dance around to it and sing it. And then I say a little prayer for you. Yeah. I really, really want to circle back to like why we're not getting films of that quality rom-coms anymore. Um, so I think that they've just been overdone. Yeah. I think in general rom-coms, every single scenario has been overdone. And I think they were so successful then because they were relatable. But now... What is relatable? Because I mean, a- dating is so different now than what it was then. So you're saying millennials killed uh, the rom-com? I, I kind of. Like, I think... I think Katherine Heigl did, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> when I watch rom-coms, all of it's how it relates to me or things that you dream of in your life. Like, when I think of my best friend's wedding, it's planning a wedding and finding love. All something that we hope to do in our lives and then as we're watching all these other rom-coms this week, they're about this like serendipitous meeting somebody and going on a date and watching that evolve. Is there really serendipity now with dating and dating apps? So we're kind of waiting for that next millennial rom-com then, it seems like. So some, something with they meet from an online website, they, they go to the date, they find some kind of crazy story in between, they fall in love at the end, well, blah, blah, blah. I think... And again, I'm, this is, goes back to the Vanity Fair uh, video I was referring to. Most of the better rom-coms now are con- probably TV shows. And if you want to look at Master of None on Netflix, which stars Aziz Ansari, that is kind of the concept of the show. Like He finds these, his, his dates on dating apps, and there's plenty of things that relate to the modern age of dating and the arcs have changed. So like the classic like rom-coms still exist, but their argument is most of them move to TV where you can actually flush out a relationship and it's not two flat characters that go through the same arc over and over and over and over that you've seen and you know like, okay, I already know what's going to split them up mm-hmm. and I know they're going to get back together at the end and it's going to end with a kiss 37% of the time and that's the last shot. 
Like, if you want good rom-coms, like, TV offers that. And the other argument they made is TV also offers something that rom-coms have been lacking. And that is when they, they took that 79, the 79 best rom-coms that I mentioned, 90, I think it was over 90% of the characters were white heterosexual characters. It was 97%. 97%, which is even worse. So like... And that being said, that's why Crazy Rich Asians was such a big deal because it was a complete Asian cast and it was rated 97% on... Sorry, 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, yeah, it was a great movie. It like, was so good. And I think that it, I mean, it's crazy to me that 97% of the movies are casted heterosexual Caucasian right. leads. Well, you're starting to see more. And, you know, Billy Eichner's got his movie coming out. You know, Shout out Billy Eichner. Exactly. So, like, you're starting to see more diversity in films that give you different perspectives and more people can then find the movie that they grow up watching as a child and dance around with their, their sister and watch like they're finding their film that they get to grow up with. Like, yeah, and it seems like producers and directors try to fit the bill of what, you know, people are looking to watch. So they always, you know, they have that tight role of like, you're a white male, you're a white female, you're going to fall in love at the end. And they obviously crazy rich agents did a good job of going outside that circle, but that's why it's it's been like failure late. They're just getting two of the same kind of static uh, roles that they're playing. Yeah. And there was also the movie To All the Boys I Ever Loved, um, which was a Netflix original based off of a book that had huge success, which brings me to the point that I think Netflix is, and kind of Hallmark is the place. Uh, you lost me when you said Hallmark, but I Netflix. Just think, but I just think Hallmark kind of goes hand in hand that, the rom-coms belong yeah, I mean, every Netflix Every Hallmark setting. Christmas movie is a rom-com. But that's a good point of, like, all the movies that come out to Netflix. I mean, I watched that one with the guy from Workaholics, Adam Devine, or Devine, or whatever it is. That one was pretty good, where he goes in, he goes in, like, a photo booth. And it's almost a like a modern-day Groundhog? Yeah, it's like modern-day Groundhog's Day. He keeps trying to relive this moment so he can get the girl to fall in love with him that night. And Groundhog's Day is technically a rom-com. Yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that either. Which I did not until to today when I researched it. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I just think that they have a better place on Netflix because it's something you can rewatch over and over and you can watch it on your own time. And I think a lot it's going to see a lot more of its stereotypical women viewership on Netflix than it will at a theater. You made the point that it's probably just personal to me and you, but we're not going to go pay money to go see a comedy or a rom-com in theaters versus when there's so many good options on Netflix versus an event film where you feel like you have to see the action. Like you have to see the Avengers. Yeah. Before it's talked about. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's, you don't want the end ruined. Like you're not worried about the end being ruined on a rom-com. You know what happens at the end. Yeah. You know how it ends. Yeah. So you don't feel like you have to go get to the theater and watch it before it's gone and witness all the special effects, you know, while they're in theaters. Tim, you got any other thoughts on this? I know uh, we kind of went deep on it. So I wanted the first comment on some of uh, our wife's picks right now. So my nostalgia picks were 10 Things I Hate About You, Wedding Singer, and there's something about Mary. I'm telling you Groundhog's Day was on there too, even though it's kind of like oh, on the we outside. Had, we had similar picks. 
Yeah, it's just well, those are my nostalgia picks. So I like different lists. Did I, you like, grow up watching those with your mom? I don't know who I watched them with. Maybe my sisters too. That's probably yeah. a thing. Um, but definitely watched them. Those were the ones that stuck out to me. And the wedding singer like, is so great. Yeah, and like that's why I put Drew Barrymore on my list of like actors I loved when I was younger because she was in like the you know the uh, rom coms back then. And that's those are the movies I watched. So I was, I was one that stuck out. I put Bridget Jones' Diary on my list, even though I technically hate the movie because she ended up with the wrong dude. Um, so that made me mad. Uh, I looked I at love the top Bridget one. Jones Diary. Yeah, I looked at uh, the top one fifty list for uh, rom coms, and. Actually, no, that's that's a bad. I was going to say La La Land, but that's not really a comedy. That's more just like a romantic, nothing funny about it. So scratch that one. Looking at my list now. Other than that, Bridesmaids, I put Annie Hall on the list because I don't – I remember looking at watching like in a movie class, but is that a rom-com? And has anyone yeah. seen that? Yeah, that one would be one. I don't remember that one. The old movies don't, don't stick out to I've me as much. I've never seen right. that one. Um, I don't know that Bridesmaids would be one, though. It is. Why is that one a rom-com? It's oh, a, it's that's a, right. There's the side stories – her with a cop, right? But it's also the 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 one lady is getting married the whole time. That's also like. But it's not about part. her relationship to her future husband, her betrothed. It's it's I, I her know, relationship yeah. with her friend. Well, because that's why I go back and forth with "I Love You, Man." Right? Is is Paul Rudd like? It's really more the relationship with Paul Rudd and Jason Segel than it is with Rashida Jones. I completely agree. Well, so, then is, is Parks and Rec around the, the, the title of the movie. It could be. Yeah, I think Parks and Rec could be. It's got great arcs of romantic comedy in it. Yeah. Yeah. Leslie, Leslie and Ben are a power couple. It might be one of my favorite TV couples of all time. They're yeah. yeah, you brought that up as a potential topic, and I think we definitely yeah. need to get to that at some point. Yeah, so maybe next Valentine's Day. <laughs> when- I'll hold you to it. Okay. <laughs> so really quick, one other thing about rom-coms is we were watching – this video that Jordan's kind of talked, I guess, a, what is it? Not a video. Yeah, it was a YouTube video like, about. A, okay, so a YouTube Vanity video Fair. from Vanity Fair. And they talked about how a lot of people don't like rom coms because it sets up this unrealistic way of falling in love and like serendipity ver- like, versus. You keep going fate. back to that word. Serendipity is a rom com. Yes. That Which is, is why it's funny that you keep going back to that but word. But it's meeting somebody in a serendipitous spontaneous way is something that I think a lot of people have this hope for that they think isn't realistic for them. And that's why some people don't like rom-coms, but getting a little cheesy here because it is Valentine's day and me and my husband are in the same episode. I feel like for me, I love watching rom-coms because I think they're a hundred percent relatable because I met Jordan in a serendipitous, if I wasn't in the right place at the right time, we may not be married right now. And I think that's why going back to the millennials and how they date now, there's not as much of a serendipitous way to meet. No, that's very fair. And that's very that's very romantic of you. Jordan, oh, now you gotta say, Jordan, say something romantic now, too. She's the best looking podcast partner I've ever had. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't Sorry, take Jim. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. That's fine. It's our, it's our wife, so. No, it's not. Well, you said it once, and it'll never forget it. I know. <laughs> um, okay, but I we have to mention now, because this was brought up probably eight episodes ago, how to lose a guy in 10 days. So after I said it was the I best rock com ever, I think, you know, the five episodes ago. Yeah. I will, I will retract my statement. because Thank that you. Was, 
but I still do love that movie, even though it is a 42% Rotten Tomatoes and a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. It just what does Rotten agree- Tomatoes know? True. I agree. So McConaughey, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson's one of the best rom-com actresses of all time. Can we at least agree on that? Like top oh five? Gosh, I think no. She's absolutely huh. beautiful, and I love her acting. But was there a but there? No, I said. I gave you the butt. No, she's not. <laughs> All right, Jordan. Who who is your favorite rom com actress? Uh, Meg Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, okay. That's fair, I guess. I mean, she's she like, was uh, really good in When Harry Met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle. And we didn't even we didn't even get to You've Got Mail. Yeah, jo- yeah. Jordan took like the you know the Michael Jordan of rom coms pretty much. I took the Kobe Bryant. No, you didn't. Come on. Okay, maybe Sandra, like uh, Sandra Bullock would probably be number two. She's been in a lot of good ones. Okay, I mean, Kate Hudson's one of my t- my go to actresses. Like, I if like we were to make a lot. if we were to make her own rom com movie right now, would you, so you would say Meg Ryan would star in still even? Well, like, what would is you, it no. is it Meg Ryan right or, now? Like right now? No. Like how how would we save rom coms? Who would you put in it right now? Hmm. You could still put McConaughey in a role right now, and he would still fit the bill. I'd put Emma Watson. Yes. Oh, I still love Rachel McAdams. Well, too. I don't know about her comedic timing. I am a big Emma Stone fan. I think she's great. Yeah, I think she she'd be a good choice. I but agree. I think she's she's funny Anna, too. Anna Hathaway funny. would be good. But hasn't Emma Stone been done in rom-coms? Well, she was in Crazy Stupid Love, and she was great in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that seems fair. In Easy A, is that technically a rom-com? Yeah, I would consider it one. Okay, so How to Lose a Guy 10 Days, though, I still will put in my top five. Right. It probably doesn't belong there, but I got to stick to my guns. That's fine. Stubborn, that's so. fine. You're allowed to have a different top five. Yep, exactly. So that's, I mean, if I had to name my five, it's pretty, it's like wedding. It's I don't have an order yet, but like Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Wedding Crasher, Bridesmaids. I guess I'll put How to Lose Guy in 10 Days in there because I have to now. Um, <laughs> You're not even like convincing yourself. I'm not because I see the bad ratings online and, and it makes me think of like, what's my what's my taste in movies? You know, what am I saying about myself? Um, but I'm sticking to it for now. All right. I think that's my five. I think I said five. Maybe Groundhog's Day. Put that in there. That's good. Jordan, you got a top five? Shh. I could try to give you some off the top of my head. Okay. 500 Days of Summer. It counts. Mm-hmm. Um, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Crazy Stupid Love. Hmm. I, I, I liked when, when Harry Met Sally. I thought that was probably top five. And I feel like I'm forgetting one that I'm just going to be mad at myself later for. Yeah. So. I love you, man. But I don't think I love you, man counts. I think we just and I and I don't want to say bridesmaids because I personally don't think that counts. So I think I'm just I'll just stop there. There there'd, there, be, a, there'd be a big gap. Are there any dog rom com rom coms like when two dogs fall in love or something like that? That's got to be a thing, right? <laughs> yeah, lady, lady in the tramp. <laughs> yeah, rom com. There you go. Um, I, I think I think there has to be, but I don't. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Maybe that's I, how we say Secret Life uh, of Pets had like two dogs that fell in love. Yeah, it's happened. <laughs> when I'm you said dogs, I thought you were being really Bad misogynistic. <laughs> no, <laughs> actual dogs. <laughs> I was thinking. Yeah, I also yeah, I thought up. bad movies too. I'm like, all right, 
We start naming Catherine Heigl movies. Yeah, 27 Dresses. Uh, Ugly Truth. So, yeah, there's uh, every... Is Legally Blonde? Legally Blonde uh, rom-com? Yeah. Yeah, I love Legally okay. Blonde. Well, then that should be named. I looked up rom-coms with dogs, and it's Must Love Dogs, The Truth About Cats and Dogs, Dog Days, <laughs> There's Something About Mary, Who Gets the Dog? That's not like the divorce. Yeah, like, it definitely sounds like a divorce. <laughs> I have to say, I think the best rom-coms came out of the 90s and early 2000, in like 2000s to 2010. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Late 80s through mid-2000s. Early 2000s. I just mean the fun... Like, to me, I guess, The funniest. funniest ones, not the classics? Yeah. Like, not so much classics, but, like, the funniest that I enjoy the most. So they're more modernized humor. Yeah. So, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, like, between I think... you and Tim listing off all of yours, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love every single one of these. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, do we uh, do we want to any any notables that we want to get to, or do we want to move on? I want to make sure we cover everything. No, I think you did a good job of like. I think we we mentioned like a lot of really good ones because I was going to say like if you haven't haven't seen the Big Sick, watch it. But you uh, you included that. Yeah. Crazy Rich Asians was a good movie to watch together. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's on my list. Um, I think that's we're gonna move on, and we have an ad again. Two ads now. We're splitting them up. We're getting pretty, uh, pretty professional over here. Pro so let's professional. Move, let's move on to the ad, and let's get crazy. You can't just ignore the bet. It's a bet. You bet on a bet, and if you lose, you lose the bet. Okay, it is now weekly wager time. A bet's a bet. I always like saying that line. It's it's a good film, <laughs> Jordan soundbite. So, uh, pretty much this is my death day because. Sabrina and Jordan have definitely been practicing this and the trivia questions and acting out so they can win. Um, so I don't want to lose. So Jordan, what movie am I going to have to watch this week? Uh, so I was between a couple of them. If, if you haven't seen the big sick, I would say watch that. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll make you watch velvet Budsaw Cause I want you to watch your own movie that you recommended. All right. Oh, speaking of watching movies that we talked about on Netflix, I watched Ray Two Romano's stand-up. Uh, what'd you think? Uh, our friend Rishi told me it's not a dud. Oh. So I watched it, and it wasn't. It was a lot okay. of dad humor. I think it would be more relatable if I was a middle-aged man with adult children, but I thought it was actually pretty good. It was better than the Adam Sandler one, for sure. Okay, that's good. I'm at... It's Ray Romano still. I don't know. Okay, um, I'm going to lose this one anyway because you guys obviously have been, you know, your co-conspirators so in this. They're no. just related to what we've been talking about on this episode. They're not all related to rom-coms. Okay. Let's hear them. I'll, I'll say Velvet Buzz stuff for now. If I think of another rom-com for Jordan to watch, then I'll, I'll spill it out. Okay. I'm going to start with how much did Frozen make in worldwide box office revenue? Mm. Who goes first? I feel like I always go first. So does that mean you want to go first? You oh, yeah. No, you go first this time. Huh. All right. Um, $425 million. That's a good number. I was thinking about around the $500 million mark, so I think I should stay around that mark. I'm going to go four. That seems high, though, still. It's, it's a kid's movie, though. I'm going to go... Four hundred and sixty-three million dollars. 
So Tim wins, mm. and it is $1.276 billion. Billion. It made over a billion dollars. <laughs> it made over a this billion dollars. globally, I'm assuming. I said worldwide. Yeah, you she did. did. That's why I went a little higher. I was going to I'm go an lower. American. Worldwide just means from <laughs> California to Maine. I will Shout say out. in North America, it was around $400 million. Oh, Jordan got robbed. I had the domestic. <laughs> we went worldwide, so Tim wins. Tim wins. Worldwide. Prestige worldwide. Um, so I'll go with my next one. That's another Disney one. How much was Robin Williams paid for his voice in Aladdin? Okay. Oh, so I'm going to go on a limb here. As it's going to be a trick question. And I say he didn't get paid for it. That's my guess. Zero dollars. What? Right. I don't know. <laughs> It's got a trick question vibe to it. I'm just like thinking off like, I don't know what the number's going to throw out. I'm going like a Price is Right type guess. I got one question to spill anyway. Might as well use it in this one. Let's see. Let's let's go, Jordan. What do you got? Go with a dollar. Dare you to. No, that's it's way too close. <laughs> I have to put some comfort between me I, just respectfully because that was just <laughs> so bad. I'll I st- love my answer. I wish if I'm right... I would say so much higher, but because you picked so low, I have to try to like. No, 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 no! You guess the way you want to guess. Don't guess off me. Be you. Four million dollars. Love it. So, are we going prices right rules? No, no, closer. So it's under four. So Robin Williams made seventy-five thousand dollars. That's it. So Tim wins. (laughs) Woo. Jordan, That's I, it. He was originally supposed to be paid $8 million, but because he did it as a favor. Wow. I don't remember. I, I, I don't have the actual Tim, article. Tim, way to just sense that. I thought it was going to be an astronomical number for the time. He should get, have been paid because he was like the comedic actor at that time. It felt like such a trick And question. he also made a deal that he would only be in 25% of the advertising for Aladdin because of how much he was getting paid or something. Oh, yep. my gosh. So, yeah, you should have just got the dollar. You would have won. Yeah, Tim, but... you were so confident I was going to win this. So even though Tim won a wager, we'll still do number three just to see. Okay. Of Rotten Tomatoes' top 50 rom-coms, how many are from the last 10 years? Jordan, you have to go first. Top 50? I will say... So from the last 10 years, just I want to be specific. So this is like an up-to-date. This is up-to-date from so 2018 include- to 2008 is the top 10, is the last 10 years. I will say 15. I was going to go lower. My answer was going to be 10 either way. So the answer is 8. So Tim, Golly. three in a row. Wow, Jordan, feeling the pressure. Wow, Tim just smoked me this week. <laughs> and those eight are number two, Big Sick, number six, Crazy Rich Asians, number 22, Enough Said, number 25, Love, Simon, number 29, Silver Linings Playbook, number 36, Bridesmaids, number 43, Appropriate Behavior, and number 48, Obvious Child. And I will say 2007 was added Jordan probably would have won because there was a lot of 2007 movies. Ouch. But, but it's it not. Wasn't. <laughs> Damn it. It's a tough loss. 
It is a tough loss. I I'm, really, I'm reeling over here. I feel like I had some good questions. I mean, I think Jordan's third wheeler now. I think I think yeah, uh, I had a good we had a, we had a good uh, chemistry there. Jordan. She was not the wager. I was the wager. <laughs> uh, fair. So Jordan, you're gonna watch your your favorite movie, Bible Blood. So I even still haven't seen the end of that movie. I got 15 minutes left. I'll so let you know how it ends. You might you might watch before I watch it. I had so, a feeling Jordan was gonna lose. That's why I was hoping there would be a better. Yeah. Line. That's true. That's true. Um, but if you, yeah, just, either way, watch a romantic, watch a rom com, have fun with it. You can watch two movies. Yeah, I'll watch Velvet Buzzsaw. Don't worry. That will All not right. be our Valentine's Day movie. So our our wife, we get three shout outs each. So you can do some shout outs and then give us one recommendation. Shout out to my husbands of the podcast because they're awesome. And shout out to Julie Roberts because I love her in my best friend's wedding. And shout out to my mom for showing me such awesome romantic comedies and making me love that genre. Uh-huh. Any recommendations for us? Um, I would recommend my best friend's wedding. Really? <laughs> would you? <laughs> Just because I love it so much. And Crazy Rich Asians was really good. Okay. Um, I'm going to shout out Billy Eichner. Shout out Johnny Bananas for wanting to be the next Bachelor. He threw his name in the hat. And then shout out to your cat. Really yeah. was a <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, he's over here biting me and yelling this at me. It's been now. a real family affair here. All right, Jordan, throw in your throw in your three. All right. Shout out Zachary Levi. Uh shout out to my wife for finally making an appearance on the show. Shout uh-huh. out to all of our followers. Uh we keep growing our fan base and we love it. Our numbers are going up. We hope that you're enjoying what we're doing. And we're going to hopefully keep trying to make things better. Sorry about the audio last week. Hopefully I make it all right this week. And our cat. Yeah. Oh, and last thing, really quick. So to follow up on the bet that I had for the uh, the awards, what were the, the Grammys? I lost both of my stinking bets with uh, the, the Shallow song. Donald Glover. Donald Glover won Best Record of the Year and Best Song of the Year. One of my favorite – Donald Glover is – my boy, I love him. And he won both awards and I lost like 60 bucks because of that. Yeah, that sucks. Oh, no. Yeah, nope. when you said that was Grammys, I was like, oh no, because the odds of like a movie soundtrack winning that are so low. To all of our followers and listeners to watch out on social media this week because Jordan and Tim will be posting their Oscar choices and they will also have a ballot for you to fill out. Yes, that was actually what I was going to say about too. We're, I'm going to bet on the Oscars for sure. We're going to have some winners for you, so you can bet with me if you want to. But I'm going to win some money, my money back next week. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you, Tim. Like we say every episode, happy V-Day. Woo-woo. Bye. 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 Goodbye, everybody. Guess what? I was secretly an undercover rock star this whole time. You can subscribe to Distraction anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you leave a review. Our voiceover guy still isn't getting paid. Wait, I'm not?